Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. So how many times have you uh, got to the end of the day, got to the end of the week and gone, wouldn't it be amazing if I had a life coach on speed dial to help me out with all of the drama that's gone down in the day, uh, potentially kind of helping me out with questions that I'm asking myself about my life and my parenting and everything else. Um, so we thought we would get somebody who's an absolute expert in this arena to come on and talk to us to answer your questions today. Um, on Instagram, she is Mind Mummy Coaching. It's Laura Guckian. Yay! Oh my goodness. <laughs> the amount of times Zoe and I have both said, oh God, we need to find a life coach. And now we've got one. And so <laughs> hopefully this chat is going to be so useful to some, like all of you. Um, but Laura, just tell us a little bit about you and like what you do, like some of the most common questions you get asked. Yes. Well done on the pronunciation, Zoe. Um, so as Zoe said, my name is Laura. I am a mum of three, most importantly, and I am also a qualified life coach for mums and the founder of Mind Mommy Coaching. So basically what Mind Mommy Coaching is, is it's a life coaching service just for mums where I am trying to normalize all of those challenges that we experience every day, which I'm sure we'll talk about today, and help mums navigate it so that ultimately they can be the happiest and healthiest version of themselves. And I suppose it was born out of my experience as a mom. So I became a mom almost six years ago. Without getting into the details, it was a really, really challenging experience. My little boy had severe silent reflux. And basically, my reality of motherhood just didn't match up to what we believe motherhood will be. You know that perception we're giving growing up, it's all going to be love and butterflies And it left me feeling quite unwell, like feeling guilty, feeling shame. And I remember in that moment, probably six years ago, thinking, why is nobody talking about this? And why is nobody helping us? So it was a couple of years later when I rebuilt my life. I left my career in marketing, trained as a life coach. And I said, I'm going to be that person. I'm going to talk about all these challenges. I'm going to give moms a space to to share what's going on. And I'm going to help them be happy and healthy. So That's really what I'm about. And I work with moms from all stages of motherhood, right through from pregnancy 
to mom of teens, to returning to work, whatever the challenge is with moms, I help them navigate it. Yeah, because it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think maybe you you have a preconceived idea about, you know, when they're really little, that's going to be the time that I'm going to be really worried about them and concerned about them. And then suddenly you, you, you go, you're going through the stages, you know, toddler, and then they start school. And then, you know, you've got teenage years. And actually, someone said to me the other day, as they get bigger, the worries get bigger. And I, you yeah. know, I've got two teenage yeah. kids and I don't, you know, they're out all night and I don't know what to do. And, you know, the drugs and this and that. And I'm just like, oh my God, this sounds like an absolute frightening nightmare. And that's the thing, like there is no rule book on motherhood. And that's what causes a lot of these challenges. Because if you think back to when we were little girls, right? We were playing with our dolls and it was all wonderful. And we were taking care of this doll that slept and didn't cry. And I suppose the societal perception of what motherhood is, is that it's telling you this is going to be the best time in your life. This is going to be magic and it's going to be wonderful. So when our experience doesn't match up to that, or if we don't know what we're doing, it leads us to feel like we're failing or we're not doing it right and massive feelings of guilt. And it's an interesting process we go through. And if I said to you, have you heard of the term adolescence? What would you say? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Everyone has, right? (laughs) But if I said to you, have you heard of the term matrescence? What would you say? I say, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Right. So here we go. This will help explain why parts of motherhood feel so challenging to us. And when I first researched this, my mind was blown because I wish I knew this six years ago. So obviously, adolescence is the process of going from childhood into adulthood. And as a society, we support children through that. And we understand that there will be mood swings and challenges and we support them. When we become mums, we go through a process called matrescence, right? And what that means is we obviously physically change, but mentally we change as well. So if you, and this is proven, if you do a brain scan on a woman who has carried a child full term, you can tell that she's carried a child. So what happens us emotionally is, you know, obviously hormones change, chemical balance change in the immediate period after we have a baby, you know, all of our, you know, placenta is released. So all of that's going on. But actually over time, what is really happening is our value system changes. Mm -hmm. So again, before I got into life coaching, I was like, what the hell are values? It's basically the compass that helps us make decisions and helps inform what brings us joy and what we need in life. So they change, our belief system might change. But the challenge is nobody is telling us about this So we become mums and we suddenly get these feelings of, you know, I feel a bit lost. I don't really know who I am anymore. Mm -hmm. I feel exhausted. Mm -hmm. I feel overwhelmed. And that leads to, again, which is linked to matrescence. I don't know if you've ever heard of Dr. Oscar Serilac, but if you haven't, you need to look him up. He has done a lot of research into the process called postnatal depletion. So they're all linked. So the theory is the more children we have, the more depleted we become. And if it's not dealt with, we just become more and more depleted. So if you're a mom sitting there now going, I don't know who I am. I feel really overwhelmed. I feel exhausted. Is this all in my head? It's not because you are actually going through something scientific. It's just nobody has explained this to you because I know in Ireland, our maternity system is set up to focus on care of the baby and your labor and delivery. Yeah. Yeah. There's not an opportunity to go as a mom, how are we going to take care of you? What are the emotional changes that are going to happen? How can we support you? So that's why we've such high rates of like maternal mental illness. Um, And it's just something I feel passionately about. And that's what I want to support moms with this piece about first understanding what you're feeling is valid and it's real. And then it's about, well, how do we help you feel better? Because it is happening. Love and hearing it doesn't this. mean you're failing. Yeah, I love hearing this. Because wow, I think me and I too. both went through this and both really 
you know, felt like we had to put our big boy pants on and just kind of get on with it, like put up and get on with it. And just, you know, everyone keeps saying, oh, you know, this will pass and it's just a phase. And I totally love that phrase as well. But also when you're in the middle of it, it can feel really frightening and you think you're not going to come out of it. And, you know, it's being pulled in all directions and not really enjoying anything. I've experienced that in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly what Zoe was saying. I think the fact that there's a term for it as well. And I think if that term just becomes widely recognized, then people, you know, would let you know let things go like we do with teenagers oh you know they're you know they're having a tough time there's so much going on with their bodies they're going through puberty all that kind of stuff it, it's the same as mothers we're not always going to have good days we're not always going to yeah. see straight because there's so much like you say going on physically yeah. mentally emotionally matrescence yeah matrescence. And, it, and like when you think about it that way so if you accept that this is happening then why wouldn't we feel exhausted, overwhelmed and all of these things? Because as a woman, you're actually at the most vulnerable time of your life. But yet it's mind blowing that the support structure isn't there, you know, and we're led to believe just get on with it. Or if you complain, then you're ungrateful. And so many mums are terrified to share how they're feeling because they feel they'll be judged or they'll be, you know, ungrateful or they're not doing it right. And the reality is you can feel like this and love your child. It's not one or the other. And a lot of the work I do at Mums and through my Instagram community is literally trying to normalize this. So first of all, you just feel less alone. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. This is completely normal. And until the narrative changes that this is a normal part of being a mum, then it's very hard for people to speak out. And if they don't speak out, then they can't get that support and they become more and more depleted as as the years go on. Yeah. yeah. And typically, um, you know, you're a life coach specifically yeah. for, for mums. When do people come to you? Is it that newborn stage? Do they come to you before that, you know, they've had the baby and during pregnancy to work things out? When, when do people come to you? And also, when would you recommend people come to you? I have mums coming to me at all stages of motherhood and generally what I hear them say. So like in the life coaching world, many people listening now might be familiar with like that corporate life coach or the career life coach. And it's all about what's your goal, you know, and and how are we going to help you achieve that goal? I'm a little bit different in a lot of the mums that come to me. It could be, they could be pregnant. They could have teenage kids. Generally what they say is, I don't know what my goal is. I'm just feeling a bit stuck. I'm just feeling a bit like I've lost myself. I'm just feeling like I've lost my spark in life or I'm just finding it really hard. And part of the work we do is, first of all, I I almost think of it like a game of pass the parcel. Can you remember that as a child where you get like all of these gifts? Oh, yes. And we're trying to unwrap, right? So we don't know really what's going on. So my role as your life coach is to unpack that, to figure out what exactly is going on. So you're feeling stuck. Why are you feeling stuck? What's the crux of the challenge here? And then I help them overcome that. So like a lot of it might be around, I feel like I just don't have a balance in my career, right? And they'll come to me saying, I want to change my career. And I'll say, okay, let's see, let's work with me for an hour. And I guarantee that's not what the goal is. Because if you think about balancing with your career, if you think of it like a stool or like a chair with four legs, your career is one, being a mom is another. You still have the other two that might be like your physical and mental well-being or like your social life or your relationships. So if we just focus on your career, that chair is still going to be off balance. And when we talk about balance, imagine you're sitting on your chair now and you're trying to balance on one leg. You're not really strong. If something came at you, you'd probably fall over. If someone started talking to you, you can't really concentrate. So life is harder when we don't have balance. So I would be looking at all areas of your life. What needs to change? What are you happy with? Not happy with? So like, it, it, 
it's such, I can never answer this fully because it just depends on the mum. But generally it's, I don't know what's going on. I just feel overwhelmed. I feel like I can't juggle it all. I feel a bit lost. And my job is to help them unpack that parcel to see what's actually going on. Do you know what? I love that answer. And I, yeah, I feel like, again, Georgia and I have both been through that and we hear it so much about not getting the balance right. And actually, you're not very yeah. happy when you're not in either camp. When you're doing too much work, you feel guilty because you're not spending enough time with the kids. And when you're, you know, maybe potentially just at home quite a lot, you know, and you're not getting your work done, you don't feel like you can be happy in that camp either. And balance is a really hard one. I find I find yeah. it very, very difficult. And what, what I actually find with my clients when we work on that one in particular, so like you're talking about there, Zoe, your career and being at home, right you didn't mention there let's say my relationships my physical and mental health my social and fun my personal growth no so there's all of this stuff that's going on that helps that chair balance but we go to the immediate challenge as we see it our career and being at home and the thing is the challenge might not be your career it might not be the number of hours you're working it might not be you know being at home it might be the other piece of the puzzle so very often when my mom sit down and look at that they kind of say it's this light bulb moment of i never even considered that as part of my life and now i can see that's totally missing so of course i feel off balance and especially as moms when we become moms so many of those key things leave like I remember being in my 20s. I was probably at the height of my career, <laughs> working crazy hours, really stressed. But actually, I was the happiest I ever was because I had a social outlet at weekends. I was like, you know, studying on the side. I had all elements ticked. But when we become a mom, somewhere along the line, our needs are forgotten about through mm. to the guilt of I, I, I can't meet them. I'm not supposed to. My needs aren't valid or I don't actually know what they are. So part of the work I do as well is like, and it sounds so basic, but what are your needs? What do you need to be happy? What do you need to have a really positive relationship with yourself? And how can you meet those needs? Um, Because that's where it starts. Somebody asked me the other day, and it was the first time that anybody had asked me in, God, I can't remember how many years. What do you need, Zoe? Like, what do you what do you need? She said, I can feel your hurt and I can feel your anger and I can feel all that raw emotion. But she said, let's put that to the side. Let tell me what your needs are. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know what my needs are because I started to cry. I was like, my needs have been put to the bottom of the pile for a really long time. And that is why I got on the plane and went to Ibiza because I thought, right, that's two fingers to anything else. I was like, my need (laughs) is to go to the White Isle. We should get into the questions because actually this is like, this leads on really well to to the first question. And this is from Kaylee. And she said, top tips for getting a work and life balance right after mat leave. So this is something you've just touched on, but I guess maybe the dynamics slightly different when you're just coming off of mat leave. When you're just coming back, yeah. And this is such a challenging one. And again, I don't know if she's back at work yet, are about to go back. First of all, if you are a mum thinking about that now and your mat leave, you still have another few months left, stop thinking about it because you don't know how you'll feel at the time. But if this particular mum is about to go back and go back, I would literally start with thinking, right, what are the things that are within my control? What are the things I can influence and what can I accept? And what I mean by that is it's that piece I was on about with the chair again. So draw a big circle Put eight slices on it and write down all the elements of your life. Career is one. Being a mum is one. Your relationship with your partner is one. Your mental and physical well-being is one. You know, your social, all of that, right? And then list them on a scale of one to 10. So this is going to feed into your part, Zoe, where you were saying, I don't know what my need is. Mm. List how happy you are with that in your life right now. 
Okay, so if you're having no social outlet, that might be at a zero or a one. If you're spending 100% of your time as a mom, that might be at five. So how happy are you on a scale of one to 10? Okay, and then start with just your lowest three. So let's say it's social and fun. Let's say it's quality time with my partner. Let's say it's, I don't know, um, personal growth. And ask yourself, what small thing can I do to improve that score? And I know this might sound like a very simple exercise, but by even outlining those eight elements, that mom is going to get a sense of, okay, this isn't just about my career and being a mom. I actually have other needs. And if I can't fill in those eight pieces, how could I start questioning things over the next week about what those other slices might be? Yeah. And that's, that would be, and then within that, what can I control? What can I influence? And what can I, what do I need to accept about a situation? Because how many times have we said, all I do is work and parent. All I do is work and parent, work and parent, work and parent. And it's like, there are so many, like you said, there are so many other facets to our lives that we used to honor and that we used to really give a lot of respect and time to. And now we just completely forget about them. Hobbies, for example, what do you love doing? I don't really know if I've got a hobby anymore. I like skiing. Great. Yeah. Dancing. Definitely. I I plan on doing all of those things that I used to love so much. Why do we feel the need to stop them when we become parents? And also it doesn't mean that you cut down on work or you cut down on parenting. It just means that those things become more like more bearable when you have all of the other stuff. So if you know, you know, like if you've been enjoying yourself, like the not, you know, on a Thursday night, going into work on Friday probably feels quite fun. Yeah, probably yeah. feels quite good. And that's down to the mental energy you have. So I talk about energy in terms of physical energy and mental energy. And think of a time in your life, that's why I talk about my 20s, when you were as busy as you are now, but you were happier maybe. It's mm. because like you say, you were either doing something that was giving you a real sense of meaning and purpose. You were having that social outlet or that connection. And as moms, that's taken away. And it happens so gradually that as, as you get on in your journey in motherhood, you get to a stage where if someone says, I hate that question anyway, what are your hobbies? What do you need? What do you want? You're sort of sitting there going, I have no idea. No idea. I actually yeah. don't know who I am anymore. So if you take that back then, this is the part where I was talking about, we have to get to the crux of the challenge. Because let's say you came to me now saying, oh, I'm just feeling really overwhelmed. And we didn't get to the crux of that. We might start saying, oh, the career is the challenge. That's the problem. And it's not. It's about getting a balanced life. So that's the advice I would give to that mom. (laughs) I love that. I love it. Um, Okay. I love being a mom, but often I find myself really irritated with the children. How do I stop? This, I hear this all the time. So I'm going to explain a concept to you, right? As humans, we have, we all have roles and responsibilities, right? So imagine, I don't know if you can see my hand and for anyone listening, if they can't, I have my hand right here. This is all of our roles and responsibilities in our day, our work, our care, whatever it might be. And then on the top here, we have what's called our limit, okay? And in between here is what I call our reserve, right? And what happens is when our reserve is full, we are further away from our limit. And that's a good place because when we're here, we have more energy, we can concentrate more, we can make better decisions, we're calmer, we have more patience. When that reserve lowers, right? Can you see we're getting further to our limit? That's the place where we feel more irritable, where we feel more overwhelmed, we feel more exhausted. And as that mom is saying, she's irritable with her kids, which we all are. And again, there's no shame or guilt in that. We've all done it. So what fills up that reserve? And I'm going to say a dirty word here now, (laughs) self-care. And when I'm talking about self-care, I don't mean bubble baths and taking a walk. I mean, it's much deeper. It's about the relationship you have with yourself. And part of that is that piece we were talking about, getting to know yourself again. What are your needs? How can you meet them? turning down that inner critic, how many times in a day 
do we say to ourselves? You should do that. You shouldn't do that. I shouldn't have said that, right? All of those shoulds are not things you genuinely want to need. They're from an external pressure, particularly around motherhood. You should do this. You shouldn't do that. So how we fill up that reserve is self-care, getting to know ourselves, meeting our needs, um, having time for ourselves, tuning into that little inner critic so that Mm -hmm. the relationship we have with ourselves is actually the most important. And for a lot of mums, that goes out the window or self-care is seen as a bubble bath. And really, you know, I, I said to someone before, when you're in that state, there's no deep breath that's going to take you out of that. There's no walk. It's much deeper. So really for that mom, I would try to take a step back and go, are my needs being met? And how can I build that relationship with myself again? Right. Really? Love it. We'll be right back after this short break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? Here's another question. Started a new job and I'm constantly anxious that the kids will be ill. Yeah. They always are at the moment. I think this whole like anxiety thing around work and juggling like the 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 childcare and stuff is such is such a huge topic and even when they're not ill you're worried that they are going to get ill yeah Yeah. huge this is and I feel this myself I think as mums it's that constant level of anxiety of is the phone going to ring oh my goodness Mm. so what I suggest my clients to do in this instant is again it comes down to what I call control influence accept what do I mean by that right What can we control here? We can't control when your child is sick or when that happens. But what we can control is a plan B if they do. So let's say with my husband and I, we almost have a rota of we're on call. It's where we're doctors. So let's say for this week, I know if one of our three kids gets sick, I'm on call. And I have a plan that if they get sick, this is what happens. Okay. What else is in your control? If you're not self-employed like me, what conversation do you want to have with your employer? in advance to go, if my child is sick, I'm thinking of doing this. Is that something that can work for you? So there's things that are in your control that you can plan for, right? If you can't control it, because it feels so uncontrollable, doesn't it? It's like, when's it going to happen? Oh my God. And I'm going to be in the middle of this deadline and I'm going to need to leave. So plan for it. Imagine it is going to happen. And what can you do? If you can't control it, how can you influence it? So, you know, your corporate culture in the organization you work with, you can't control that culture, right? All you can control or influence is the conversation you have with your employer and letting it known that if I do this, can I work maybe and pick up later tonight? If you can't control it and you can't influence it, what do you need to accept? So acceptance is key because otherwise we're in this cycle of they're going to get sick any day. And that's taking up time in your head. That's taking up energy. So I need to accept 
that I don't know when they're going to ex- get sick. But I'm also accepting I've done as much as I can now. And that will try lower in the, the anxiety because you're going to feel like you've more control. Mm-hmm. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, totally. It's almost yeah. preempting something. You can't spend all your time worrying about something that hasn't happened, like you said. Yeah. But at the same time, you need to have your things in place so that if, you know, the worst does happen, if it does, you've got things yeah. kind of pieced together and it looks like a plan that you can deal with. Because um, the worst yeah. is kind of being thrown, thrown in the deep end. Like I often go into like anxiety about, you know, what if, what if I've got radio to, show, uh, to do and the kids and I just bring them with me and they sit yeah. on the sofa outside of, the studio and I'm like but obviously it doesn't work if you've got a baby it's very different I don't understand that like I, I just speak to them about it I'm like I've got to bring the kids in we've got no childcare and they're like come on and you get bring them in yeah and part of what you're saying there Zoe is probably the confidence as well so like things go out of control all the time yeah. I'm self-employed I have three kids one of them is autistic it like things happen all the time but the difference between me and the mum I was five years ago is there's sort of a level of calmness and acceptance now if it happens I'll deal with it. It's going yeah. to be okay. And mm. that will lower that anxiety around, I can't do this. You can do it. You will do it. And you will find a way out of it. Yeah. And also, I think people are a lot more accepting than sometimes we think they'll be. So like, you know, you're saying you're worried about your employer, this person yeah. saying that they're worried about what their employer is going to say. It's a new job. They're also a human. And I think sometimes in the workplace, we really forget that. That other person is a human and they are going to understand. And if they've not been in the situation before themselves, they're going to know someone else who has been. Or in a few years' time, maybe they will be themselves. And then they'll remember. So I do. I think, yeah, we do have to, I guess, worry less about what people think. Yes. Yeah. And be agreed. kinder to ourselves. That's the little inner yeah. critic I'm talking about again. I can't do this. I shouldn't do this. What are they going to think? Catch that inner critic and flip it to, I have to do this. I I'm can do it's it. It's happening. I can, I can do it. Exactly. So my choice is I can worry about this or I can just do it. You always have a choice. Always. I love this one. How to make the most of maternity leave when you are missing work. That's a really interesting one, isn't it? And I'll be honest, on my first maternity leave, I felt the same. And it's almost a taboo subject because, again, we're supposed to enjoy maternity leave. I would say tune into the fact that you are going through, as we spoke at the start, matrescence, right? So you are going through this process where your whole world is changing. If you have been a career woman to this day, where the majority of your time is spent focusing on your career, progressing in your career, that's a massive part of your life that's now gone or on hold for now. So what I would suggest is tune into the parts of fulfillment or meaning that your career gave you, right? Tune into what was it about my career that I'm missing? What is it about my career that I'm missing? Is it the social element? Is it the like personal growth? Is it the interaction? And then say, right, how can I introduce little bits of that into my life now on my maternity leave before I go back to work? Because very often it's just, I miss work. There's nothing I can do. You always have an option, but you have to unwrap it. What exactly are you missing about work? And how can you bring a little bit of that into your life now? Great. I think sometimes, I don't know, when I was on maternity with Axel, I'm not sure if the narrative's the same now, but there was this real pressure to do something in your mat leave, like make the most of it. Like you went into your mat leave one person and then you came out with like 20 businesses and like a bit, just loads going on. And I don't know, I don't hear that so much now, but I do think there was a time where everyone created something. Or like learn a new language or try trained as a something learn or the other. A I mean, language. Who said that? A language. That on their list of things they wanted to do during their mat leave was yeah, learn they Italian. Did, didn't they? And they yeah, got to chow and then they realised that they had to keep a, a baby alive and they were like, oh, oh fuck this. my I goodness. Think, yeah. My goal on maternity leave was can I get through the day here by keeping yeah. everyone alive? Yeah. I mean, learning a language, 
my goodness. Like, and again, what we're talking about here is, isn't this this societal expectation of, oh, maternity leave is this and it's mm. going to be wonderful. And the reality for most women, including myself, was it was one of the most challenging times of my life. Yeah. And it was sort of like, yeah. what has happened? What's yeah. going on here? And, you know, in my case, I didn't have the luxury of even going back to work when it was time to go back because right. I was still so unwell. And for many women, that is the case. And they're either not sharing that they're unwell and they're just going back into the workplace so it's 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 such a challenging time for lots of women. And it's it's okay to say that, you know, it's really okay. Mm, okay. Absolutely. Um, this is from Kelly. I'm going from one child to two very soon. How to cope? Yeah. Wow. This is, I hear this a lot. Um, so there's a few things here, right? If I'm working with, first of all, I'll say to her, whatever you're experiencing, what or your experience was with your first child, it doesn't mean it's going to be like that the second. So I don't know, but let's say if this mom, like, and I'm talking from my personal experience, I had a very challenging first child, my experience having a first child to the point where I was scared to have another. I was terrified. And I now have three kids and I can tell you every single child and experience is different. But what I would say is if she wants to be a little bit proactive, she could do something that I call build your postpartum parachute, right? Because I think like when you're having a baby, it's almost like you're going up in a plane, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The door is going to open. So whatever is happening, that baby's coming out and you have to jump. So you can either free fall and it can be terrifying and you can feel out of control or you can build a parachute so that you kind of glide down and feel supported. So four of like the main areas of the postpartum parachute I would look at is like the practical, right? This is really basic stuff, but it's about looking at it now when you're not in that sleep deprived stage. So what are the admin things you need to do? Like get your bills out of the way, get insurance set up, whatever that is. What environment you want when the baby's born? Like have you everything ready? So look at the practical aspects, Mm -hmm. then look at the physical aspects. So how are you going to support yourself physically in that time? Nourishment. Yeah. Are you going to pre-order meals in? Are you going to batch cook? You know, um, exercise, time out for you. Relationships is another one. What conversations do you need to have with your partner in advance, right? 80% of my Instagram followers said that they experienced major conflict with their partner when a baby was born. So how do we minimize that conflict? Talk to each other about your needs in advance. And then the fourth, which is hugely important, your mental well-being. Tune into now what you need when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling stressed. So I would say to her, don't be scared. It might not be the same. And there's things you can do now to build that parachute. Okay, love that. Perfect. Brilliant. Um, do you know what? I don't think we've got time to do anymore. We had a couple more questions to get through, but we've been nattering away. And and to be honest with you, I feel like I've taken away so many takeaways from it. So without even checking with George, I think we're just going to get you back on because you are absolutely yeah. wonderful. And this is <laughs> amazing. I, I, and also, we say this to only the special ones, but on Speed Dial, that was incredible. I'm going to be calling you every five minutes, being like, <laughs> and I'm off to draw my pie chart. Yeah. So. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so glad to hear that, girls, because my sole aim for today, and I said this in advance, if people just listen and go, oh, I'm not alone in feeling that, that's normal. If that's all they take away from it, then it's success. And the fact you've taken away tools, I call these tools, is even is even better. So I'm so glad to hear that. And one thing that I will say, because there was one question that I that I that we didn't get to, but it says, finding it so hard to keep on top of everything, husband works long hours and it all falls on me. And just from yes. my own personal experience with that, something that's been a bit of a shift at home recently is sitting down and really having that really calm conversation with my partner and saying to him, I feel like I can't take any more of it. I can't yeah. do... 
I cannot do anymore. So what can you do? He was like, what can I do to help you? And suddenly we were in this moment where we're, you know, he's putting on the washing now as well. He's helping me out with that. He's doing X, Y, and Z. He's doing it. And suddenly I feel like, yeah, I'm enjoying my life a lot more because I'm not having to do yeah, 501 yeah. billion things. Oh my goodness, Zoe. There could be a whole podcast on what you've spoken about there. <laughs> Maybe we should do like, a follow-up honestly, episode on this. Yeah. Because that is For something sure. I specialize as well. I call it organization, but it's so much more. It's about, like, I won't go into it, but it's literally about doing an audit of your time. What is going on in your day? Removing the things you think you should be doing. Focus on what you need and want. And then it's about introducing anchors. And part of that, like you would love the anchors. Wait till we get into the anchors. Because there is that piece of, particularly as women, it's it's all on me. Why is it all on me? It's not. It's like you're running a house together. You have your career. Why is this a woman's challenge? This is a household challenge. Um, so we could, I could talk about that all day, but I'll send you on tips about the anchors, Please. Zoe. You'll have, them, you'll have them in place Please. by tomorrow. <laughs> I would love that. Um, and thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your tips. They've been so useful. Loved it. Thanks, Laura. Brilliant. Thanks. Thank, thank you, you so much for having me. Take care. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to say the same thing here. I'll speed our list. I'll speed our list getting very, very, very full. I know. We're so well supported now, aren't we? Thanks really to this are. podcast. We should be really well-rounded. Got all our shit together, people. Sadly not. Sadly <laughs> not. We're Thank not God. there yet. We're working on it. We're working on it. Actually, do you know what? Since we recorded that podcast, I've been saying back to myself, now, deal with the things that you can control. I've really been trying to, to channel some of the tips that she gave us. Same. I feel like I'm so much more armed with with, a, with being able to cope with stress and stuff that's come up since chatting to her. I was just going to say exactly the same thing. So we recorded that when I was really stressing about how I was going to get all my work done. I was going to get the kids sorted for holiday. I was going to be able to go to sports day and on the school trip and all of that kind of stuff. Yep. And I, I don't feel like that since we spoke to her. I don't feel Brilliant. stressed at all about it. I just thought, you know what? <laughs> None of these things are life-threatening. No. None of these things that I need to do. If it doesn't get done, it doesn't get done. What you know, whatever. I'll just do what I can. Control the things I can control. Yeah. And the stuff that's out of my control is out of my control. And let's not worry about it. Oh, um, Georgia, she's it. even more relaxed than she normally is. Oh, I'm just laying. <laughs> Starting these podcasts, actually laying down in bed. <laughs> yeah. Thank you to Laura, and thank you for sending in your questions. I feel like it really hit hit the spot this week, the sweet spot. So thank you. Uh, obviously, these Friday Q and A's wouldn't happen without you. So please do keep sending in your questions, yeah. keep engaging with them, because actually, I've got to be honest with you, they're they're our favourite, aren't they? They are at them. the moment. We yeah. really love them. Yeah. And if you've got any feedback on episodes, or you know, if any a question that you've asked has like ended up really helping you, we'd love to hear your stories. Yeah, um, please do. Because we obviously only we answer these questions on the podcast, but then we never get any feedback after that. So it would be really nice to hear if any advice that Laura's given you has stayed with you, like it has done with us. And we would absolutely love you to rate, review, um, subscribe and follow the podcast as well. We ask you every single week, but it just means that you won't miss an episode. And as I said, if you do have time to leave a little review, it only takes a couple of minutes. That also helps us lots. Yeah, it does. It helps spread the Made by Mama's word. Um, Our DMs are always open. We try to reply to every message. If we don't, chase us bang on our doors and tell us off if you see us in the street. We're on at Made by Mama's on Instagram and we'll be back on Tuesday. Made by Mamas is an Insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.